Welcome to Dramas with the Side of Kimchi, a fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm K-Muse. And I'm Drama Geek. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page. We have a monthly episode we release exclusively for our patrons. Our patrons also get an exclusive invitation to our Discord server, where we chat daily about the dramas we're watching, participate in group watches, and support each other in our drama addiction. We are just about to start the... So we're going to start a classic drama, uh, Weightlifting Fairy. Um, and followed by Signal as our next two group watches. So if this is something you are interested in, be sure to come join our Patreon. The link is in our show notes. All right. So today's topic is, I think, going to be kind of fun. We decided there's three dramas that you and I are watching, and we haven't talked to them about them on the podcast or the blog. Well, one we've talked about on the blog, but the other two are open fair game. So we decided we're going to kind of like talk about when you're in a mood, how it affects like what dramas you're watching and how these three can fit into certain moods, if that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Lately, I'm always in a mood. (laughs) I know. I know. Well, and I know specifically at least one of these, it took me a while before I was like, okay, I'm ready to, I'm ready to start it, Mm -hmm. you know, um, but the three dramas that we're going to chat about is The Forbidden Marriage, Crash Course in Romance, which just started, and part one of Island, which just concluded. Although part two starts in like, by the time this airs, it'll be like two more weeks till part two starts. Right. So right. you really have not missed much if you have not started this yet. So you'll be right in time to breeze into part two. So those are our three dramas we're going to start with and kind of go from there. The Forbidden Marriage. And this is the one that you had to wait for your mood to be upon you. Is that correct? I did. I did. Because <laughs> I've been silently watching it by myself. And she's been judging me for not having started it. Like she even was all like, there's abs. So many abs. <laughs> <It's> not- <laughs> so here's the thing. I just did a podcast with K-Drama Jen. And we just talked for an hour and a half. Hopefully we can condense that down, but about the queen's umbrella, which is dense, serious, although it has some funny notes and all that kind of stuff. The forbidden marriage is not that drama. No, it's still a lot of fun. There's a lot of great chemistry. The female lead is not somebody I've been like, I don't dislike her but she's one that I'm allowing to kind of grow as an actress before I'm like really on board with do I like her or not and this drama is the okay I do like her drama um but it's it's a light sagok with lots lots of good chemistry and like you said a lot a lot of abs especially in the first couple of episodes like for so he's has a hard time sleeping and he's n- like never wearing a shirt <laughs> like he's, ever he's like ever. in these like flowy robes that perfectly pronounce his chest the, yeah so. i'm not sure that he wears his king ser- <laughs> oh no it's very often he's always tossing it off <laughs> well and even when he is wearing it i swear it's not as tight and it's not conformed as you usually see like it's a very more casual attire than what we usually Mm -hmm. see our kings wearing and i'm not complaining right (laughs) so the forbidden marriage um 
Hyun, who is played by Kim Young-dae, um, he's the king of Joseon. Um, seven years ago, when he was crown prince, his beloved wife died. And to this day, he has not been able to get over her death. For the past seven years, the royal family and the government members have tried to get King Ehon Hyun remarried without success. The nation has also implemented, um, I'm not, Gyeom Hon Rong Edict, which means like nobody, all the single women have to, um, all the single ladies need to not, not put a ring on it and have to wait to find out if they're um, going to be one of the king's women. And so nobody can get married. They're all not allowed to get married. So, of course, people are furious over the marriage ban. I mean, seven years, that's a lot of no kids going on. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I think it's the, what, the age is 13 to 18 or something, it said, in oh, one so spot. It, but other times it was, older it was than talking that. about how the person has to be 34. Yeah. 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 So I I'm not sure old. how on point or it might be just the <laughs> the way they're transcribing it. I was going to say, because like later in the, because you haven't gotten to it, but later in the episodes, there's definitely some people who, who would be 30 something that are yeah. not allowed to get married. So, but so one day the king hears a woman named uh, Sorang who claims the spirit of the king's late wife exists within the royal palace. So meanwhile, Sorong is, and she is yeah, so she's played by Park Joo Hyun, which is the one that I was like, I've kind of been on the fence. I'm not sure. She's doing a really good job in this one. Um, so she's a swindler and she claims to interpret mar marital harmony signs. So she's like the uh, tries to put people together and tell if they're they're compatible or not. And so she's rest, uh, arrested and jailed where Officer Yi Shin Wan works. He is the second lead. He's swoony. He's hot. Uh, <laughs> he's very, he kind of looks like a young um, Hyun Bin to me. Like there's definitely some uh, camera yeah. angles where I'm like, oh, he kind of looks like he could. He I mean, very he's not much young, has that but... classic pretty boy look. Yeah. Yeah. So during her ruse, she mentions that the spirit of the king's uh, late wife exists within the royal palace. And then she's brought into, into front of the king. Um, and, and he asks her if she can, uh, let his late wife's spirit speak through her. And so to survive, of course she lies. She pretends to be possessed by the King's late wife. Um, she's actually pretty good at pulling. She's, she's a good observer. So she pulls out certain details and she's good at lying and faking it of being possessed by at right here as the king's uh, late wife, but later on she is possessed by some other people. Um, but so that's the setup. And she's made into, they don't say it in the synopsis, but she's made into one of his inner um, court ladies. Court ladies, so that she's always by his side when he has a hard time sleeping and in his little thin <laughs> pajamas. <laughs> and so again, like I said, at the very beginning of the series, at least in the first two episodes, um, he doesn't have a shirt on a lot. So <laughs> the man's what always we... trying to sleep. <laughs> it's tragic. <laughs> and poor guy, he does have, like they do his makeup to where he looks tired all the time. Like he seriously, it just in the last couple of episodes, I'm on like episode eight, I think. Um, or no, maybe I'm at, I don't know. 
I'm getting my episode, my shows confused because I'm also been binging um, Unchained Wang. (laughs) (laughs) Unchained Love, not Unchained Wong, which is somebody else created that. But anyway, that one I'm further along on. But this one, so yeah, he's he doesn't look tired all the time in later episodes, but in the early episodes, they really are trying to make it to her because he keeps seeing the ghost of his wife and, and his corpses and and corpses, like the thing yeah. is like every year on her death year another woman is hanged like yeah, right it's, it's there's all noises going on that are planted people and, are messing with them so yeah people are so he's being messed with in many different ways and unfortunately she kind of messes with him as well because she yeah. starts pretending to speak but, for his late wife but he does he needs- a very good job on being unstable he does. Like, he does. He does a good job of being unstable, unstable and very likable. Like he's another yeah. one. Like I, he's one where I felt like he kind of rose to the um, lead male lead status kind of fast. Although well, I don't know before extraordinary. They were on you. extraordinary you together, which is really weird that they were because he was she, the guy that wasn't one of her love triangle. That's it's this isn't that's not the same actress. Yeah, it is. No, No, it's not. Same actress. It is not. I looked it up last night. I swear. Same actress. (laughs) I'm going to look. I am too. Well, we we promised. I don't know if you were part of the podcast where we were saying we promise we'll stop like saying we're going to look something up and talking and not having the right answer and then leaving it hanging. <laughs> oh no, I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up because Maybe she's the one that was in the zombie one. And she was also in the, um, Is that her? Mm-mm. she was in, okay. So All right, never she was mind. in mouse. She was in mouse, which you know her from, cause you watched yeah. the crazy show that was mouse she was zombie detective oh she, she was an extracurricular see that's why you thought you saw oh. extraordinary you and and a piece of your mind a piece of your mind is the one i saw her in first and she was like the guy's dead girlfriend or something like that that would explain but, why i didn't recognize her right away but i was yeah. like oh well she kind of has like the same smile <laughs> she's a lot not a lot older but i mean she's definitely older than the, yeah but she the does have a similar was, smile they both yeah. have a similar smile. You, you correct i agree with that but so yeah i was no, like so she oh, was okay <laughs> she was it's zombie detective which i didn't watch a whole lot of they were having her do slapstick and i didn't that's that was the thing that kind of turned me off a little bit and she does it in this one but she does a really good job of not making it cringy I feel like she does because again, she has some pretty silly things that she has to do at the fir- the beginning of this series. Like she has to act like she's possessed and she dances. She's much around more and- cheeky than annoying. Yeah, yeah she's very she's- cheeky. Yeah, so I it, it, she does a a good job of that. So I was happy, but yeah, no, she was not. She was in. She's she also hasn't been in a ton of dramas, which again, I, like trying to give people room to grow while they're being thrown into lead roles, maybe a little bit faster than they might have or whatever. Um, but I've enjoyed her. So what do we like about this drama? I like the that. Besides, <laughs> besides, besides the abs. The abs. <laughs> I do like that. It's there's a lot of tongue in cheek mm-hmm. stuff going on and kind of takes you out of like that super serious um, Seguk vibe 
Mm-hmm. Like they kind of mock uh, the story arcs from Goblin. She's telling him story bedtime stories. So she tells him like stories from Goblin and what is it? It was the one with, um, oh, it was with IU. Oh, yeah. The um, the one I didn't like, but had the <laughs> great costumes. Yes. Yes. The Hotel de Luna. Yeah. So she's telling him like these kind of stories and, you know, they're dressed in the outfits and stuff and it's cute and it's not quite as serious. Uh, I, from what I hear on social media, it gets a little bit more serious later on. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that's coming, but it just has kind of a, I don't have to be overly invested vibe. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And I, and it's not that I'm not enjoying the drama, but I don't feel so emotionally connected to these characters that I'm going to like bleed inner tears and stuff when things go bad for them. You know, so even into like the lightness of it is part, I think, why I'm enjoying it. Um, And I feel like the way that they all interact, him and his right hand man, the bodyguard that he's not a bodyguard, he's an officer, but he he's always with the king. So I kind of think of him as his, you know, the quiet soldier person that's always, you know, but um, even the way they interact and then the way they interact with her and then the um the head eunuch and the um court lady maid or whatever like how they all interact it just has a more chill uh not as like formal vibe to it and even like you were saying like his clothes and stuff like I was commenting on the current episode that I'm watching of like he's walking through the forest in his kingly stuff and it feels like I'm watching uh a runway (laughs) model type thing and he's going to rescue her or whatever so his clothes the way that they're styled the way that everybody acts with each other it's just kind of more um down to earth and not as serious and and not as formal so it's just kind of but they have like the the actress I feel like she's done a really good job because he he's suffering from losing his his um the crown princess she uh, committed suicide. So like he, but he doesn't think she did or murdered. Yeah. (laughs) Or murdered, which is usually, but that's, so he's going through this trauma. And so there is a gravity to it. So it's not all silliness, but it's just more of like a low laid back feel to even the more formal moments in the, in the series. So, and I just think that the couple has good chemistry and they're very, there's a, sensualness to their interactions in in some of the the scenes that they've had together so so what are the negatives um i think one of the negatives for me and it and it is offset a little bit because this is a lot more less formal seguk and that is the leading lady she has a very modern face and so she doesn't fit the historical like the clothes and just the vibe of a historical completely if that makes sense it does i do think that even some of like her like her right hand like her best friend or whatever like the dress that they have her in and some of the things i feel like they're trying to make things feel a little bit less yeah well they succeed because that does like hit me 
multiple times an episode. It's like, oh, okay, you know, <laughs> but it's fine. And then, oh my goodness, the evil bad dude guy. I don't even know his name or who the actor is, but he mumble mumbles like through the whole thing, all his dialogue. And it drives me nuts because it's like a weird mumbly, almost under your breath way of speaking. And yeah. it really annoys me, like really, really annoys me. So I hate him because he's his voice is so annoying. <laughs> so he and, was going to be my negative. Definitely. Yeah. It, it, he's not a good bad guy well even a and bit. he later in later episodes he really leans into the barely opening his eyes and and almost looks like he's maybe taking stoned? some drugs or she's stoned or <laughs> is something. he stoned <laughs> i don't know so it, young dong gun is the um actor and i've actually he's he's a character actor i've seen him yeah, in a lot i've of seen things. him in stuff but never yeah. this he i don't and it's like he doesn't have a mustache to twirl, but if he had it, he would be twirling it every scene he was in. Like he's just that kind of bad guy. Like there's yeah. no way he could be in a scene and you not go, okay, he's up to something bad. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. He and it sometimes it can work because like the uh father older guy in the queen's umbrella like his facial expressions you're like <laughs> you're giving yourself away with these but it was done in a way that it was okay this guy just isn't really pulling off the character no, very well not even a little it's really annoying <laughs> yeah no so all right so what mood would this drama satisfy and i feel like for me it would be one if you're just kind of not wanting to get really, really invested, have something kind of light. And also if you were looking for, again, a couple with really good chemistry, like just having something where you're like able to just kind of put it on and you see the moments that they're together and you're like, enjoy that type of thing. Light, but it's not super light and fluffy. It's not one of those like total brain, you know, you can just completely check out, but it's also one you're just can be in the mood for like, eh. I'm in the mood for a little bit of a laughs and, and some sexy times. That's, although there haven't been any sexy times yet. I think I've seen previews for future episodes I haven't seen. So we'll see. He is the king needing to end a seven-year uh, marriage ban. So, you know. The boy is wound. So <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, on to our next drama, which is Crash Course in Romance. And I've watched two episodes of this. I know there's a new episode today, but I have not been able to watch it because I was working. We only watched oh. like 15 minutes of it. So I'm not. Yes. Any but we've watched anymore. enough to get a vibe and to know if we like these characters or not. Mm -hmm. So we're going for it. And the synopsis for this is that Hong Son, played by Jean Doyon, used to be a national athlete she now runs a side dish store and she has a super positive personality with unlimited like stamina she takes another turn and enters the private education field which is for students preparing for the university exam unexpectedly nam hyung song gets involved with choi chiul played by jong kyung ho he's the most popular instructor in the private education field He's known as an elite instructor. 
So he works hard at his job as an instructor to his students. He speaks without reserve and implements showmanship in his lessons. So he's accumulated a wealth, fame, but with increasing success, he's become more sensitive, prickly, and indifferent to people. And he meets Nam Hyung Song. Romance develops. <laughs> <laughs> Romance develops. <laughs> well, and I think, I don't know. I think that this kind of doesn't get the nuances of their personalities quite right. right. There's a lot of nuance just in two episodes in both Uh of their personalities. And I don't know if it's nuances that can easily be described. So you kind of just have to watch and kind of see both of these actors are such good actors and they're definitely killing it in these roles. Yeah. I think that, I, maybe she eventually takes a turn and enters the private education I know, field from where she is at, that... but I'm like, huh? But yeah, it, the the premise, at least in the first two episodes, is that she has a um, high school child who, and this isn't a spoiler. Um, if you've watched the first first two episodes, or you can watch it it's right a, away. It's her niece, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so it's her niece. She has taken um on at an early age and so the she was a national athlete but quit because of having to take care of her niece and so she's trying to do the best that she can for her but she's not necessarily like the um the soccer mom which would be the american <laughs> term or the hell she's the not helicopter parent she's not right. a helicopter parent she's not but her her niece finally breaks down and is like i need you to do more for me in particular she can't get the grades she needs in her high school classes and on this exam this the entrance exam if she doesn't take uh mr hotshot um instructor his kick <laughs> it's just part of his <laughs> showmanship it, she can't take his class unless her mom goes and like waits in line and gets the ticket and and gets her into these there's only 100 spots available and then once the spots are available and you get into the class you've got to go super early and wait in line to get them the the best seat for the his, his instruction so that's kind of where her character kind of interacts with him and he's had some things happen that have caused him to be very um sensitive to a lot of things and and the best thing the thing I like the most about this his character is that they show you very early that though he's very popular and things says he's prickly he's also just a nice guy you can tell he's a nice guy and he cares about his students and he cares about them uh, succeeding. It's not about necessarily his popularity, but that in the past things happened that caused him to go into the private sector because he started out, at least as my understanding from the, he started out as a, like a, te- a regular teacher and then went into the private sector because of this traumatic thing that happened. Um, but they do a really good job. And one of the best scenes of the first two episodes is when he first eats her food. He doesn't know it's her food, um, but he first eats her food and then kind of shows some uh, backstory, but it's, it really reminded me of the, which is the same mom 
cook person in that one too. But uh, of the Do Young from the Airs episode where he sits and eats that bowl of, so it was Kim Woo Bin's character in the Airs and he's sitting in front of the female lead's mother and she feeds him some rice and takes care of him. And he like starts crying. And he, you're, that's the moment where you're like, you were cool before, but now I, I love you as a, you know, character. It's kind of his turning, turning moment. And, uh, Chiol sits there and eats the food. And it's the first thing he's been able to eat forever. He's got stomach issues because of his stress and anxiety and all of that stuff. And so he hasn't been able to eat and he eats this, uh, side dish meal and he starts tearing up and is just like, this is the best food ever. So I think those little things can kind of maybe give you some like deeper insight to what their characters are like. Whereas the synopsis doesn't really like reading the synopsis. I would (laughs) like, I don't even say she's overly super positive personality. Like she's like any mom who has stressors. She puts on a good face, but you know, hard times are hard times right but she well, and the, she keeps going the um the other part of it that they don't talk about and i can kind of tie this into what do we like about this drama is that there is this whole community of mothers which usually when it comes to like mothers and trying to get their kids the best grades and all that kind of stuff the moms kind of all come off as like just you know being mean to each other and only caring. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I feel like so far, yeah, there's a little bit of it that, but also if you look around, you're like, oh, that's that actress and that actress, that actress and that actress. So it's a lot of people that you'll recognize a lot of people that, um, uh, I would say they're probably all used to being side characters maybe, but, um, I feel like they all have been given a pretty decent amount of depth, even in just the first two episodes. So I'm, and even the, um, the one mom that's like, there's a rival within her school of the daughter, her mom is an actress. We, you know, we all recognize and everything, but those two, I think are going to be a very interesting dynamic against the other, like the main, the main mother and her daughter. Yeah. They give, yeah, they've been given a lot of depth. So I think, I like the main couple. I think they're fun. I like the depth that everybody's been given already. And it just looks like it's going to be your, uh, a rom-com, which is at this time of year, I doesn't, it doesn't usually happen. And so I'm kind of, I'm excited to have a nice, fun, romantic comedy right now. Well, and I think one of the things that I like about this drama is they have really great bantering Mm -hmm. and, it, and it's nice because it's like adult bantering because so often with the rom-coms, we get the younger 20-year-old kids and, you know, first love and all that stuff. And um, both of these actors are firmly in their 30s. I'm not even sure how old she is. She might be. She's in, I looked it up because I was curious. Is she aiming 40 or She's actually she? 50 or a, a little bit. Like, I think she's like 51, something is like that. Is she? She's exactly she does not 10, look it. <laughs> yeah, she's exactly 10 years older than him. So Okay. She, yeah, so he if he I think he's maybe he's 42, so maybe she's 52. But she's she's been in some Nuno romances re- recently where well, she was she acting was, opposite really young guys or Yeah, she was in Lost is the last one she was where she was suicidal. Mm. So and she did an amazing job in that show with the 
what's the guy's name from that we like? He was in Alienoid in 1988. Oh, yeah. 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 So that was her co-star in that one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, totally worked. You know, she's very believable as younger than 52. I would put her maybe 40. Well, so. and that's where I feel like the character is age is supposed to be because yes. they show oh, no. her she's as definitely a... not supposed to be in her 50s. No. Yeah. Yep. So, but yeah, I love the actors. And of course, uh, he's one of my favorites. He's always been on my top five favorite actor list. And that hasn't changed. Um, <laughs> I cracked up when I was, I, tr- lately I've been trying to just avoid trailers and teasers mm. because so often they don't give the the feel of the drama that they're portraying and part of this teaser i had just caught glimpses of is him doing these like cheesy little dance moves and all this <laughs> stuff and that was actually part of the drama yeah, <laughs> like, it's, oh, that, that's you start making, out yeah they're making all of these um Promo. what are they advertisements yeah. for his classes so he's doing all these dances and high kicks and yeah you know umbrella moves and <laughs> i just cracked up because i'm like yeah. oh for once those are actually pretty accurate it's actually in the show yeah <laughs> but it was kind of funny so yeah there is some great humor there's some great heart in this so far so what are the negatives I- i'm not really invested in a lot of the younger kid story arcs there's a couple mm. kids that are in there and for the most part, it's just like, yeah, they're there. So I haven't really invested yet. And again, it's only two episodes in, so maybe they're going to expand and there'll be more details later on. But as of right now, I'm more interested in the adult storylines. The girl, the daughter, the, she's not the daughter, she's the, you know, niece, but they, you know, she, they show the backstory where she's like, everybody else gets to call it, like when she's really little, she's like, can I just call you mom? It was really sweet. Um, but she's played by an actress who is in our blues and she did a really good, um, storyline that had a lot of depth and a lot of like sad, uh, she had to do a lot of like, um, kind of s- sad scenes with a lot of emotional stuff going on. And so I already know that she can handle a lot of that stuff. So I think that's probably why I'm maybe a little bit more invested in hers. I think the negative for me is, is this show going to stress me out because the, of the, 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 the hoops, the mothers have to go to, <laughs> to oh my make word. sure we that their never kids survive. Or be successful. like, sorry, kids, let's be a little bit more mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> well, And for me, I know that, well, at least I hope that some of it is just for the drama and to make it more like, uh, watching it is more fascinating of like them having to run and get in line, like physically get in line. But I would assume that you could like reserve seats if you online, like those, those, they have to have (laughs) some more streamlined ways so that mothers aren't having to leave in the middle of their day or at the beginning of their day or whatever and stand in line and reserve them a seat. Um, so yeah, I, I just think that the stresses of that, and if it does get too focused on, um, on that, then I might get a little bit stressed out, but so far, I mean, it's really early. I mean, yeah. so it's hard to like say whether there's going to be more negatives to that or not. 
so far they seem to have decent chemistry. Um, and, and I like all the characters. So yeah, I don't, I don't know if they're going to be. Well, and it um, looks like it's maybe going into a little bit more of a mystery, like who's his stalker kind of thing. (laughs) Somebody was like, again, with the serial killers in my rom-coms, what's going on? (laughs) I feel this is more a stalker situation (laughs) than serial killer situation. Right. Well, and he's a famous persona and he definitely has some stalkers and someone took out one of his other stalkers. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'm like, oh, well, that was unexpected. (laughs) There is um, a scene in the third episode you haven't gotten to where he like has to pull a police officer aside to try to explain like why he would be the person that they would be after. (laughs) And the guy's like, I'm famous. (laughs) Who are you? (laughs) And he says his name and he's like, and? (laughs) It's like, have you seen my high kick? (laughs) He, he didn't that would i don't know if that's but, what happens I but i could see that happening he, he will he's on one side he's trying to let the police officer know that but on the other side he wants to keep his identity from uh the girl the, the girl yeah. so um because they have of course of course before they actually meet in that capacity they uh, have a past a they faded meet, past <laughs> yeah they meet in a different way and it's not very um positive for him he was kind of he was misunderstanding a situation and he didn't wasn't very nice to her so so yeah that uh <laughs> that's <laughs> but again uh if, yeah if it, you want to chuckle this is a good one to do that, exactly it does I was gonna say, yeah what mood are you in for this drama you're just being in the mood for a good laugh that seems to me so With far the possibility of some solid romance exactly yeah so. some a uh, adult maybe i don't know what network is this on you always have to like well i thought it was funny where oh so the whole thing is she takes in her niece and her friend like builds a backstory for her that she has a husband that's off in thailand or whatever so she's not a not a single mother right and so she's just kind of like that's ridiculous and then she's like it's so unfair you're a virgin (laughs) just like oh my gosh that's when I'm like, I really hope her character isn't supposed to be her age because that's a really long time. That's but. sad. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So. But yeah, you're looking for a laugh and, you know, maybe something more. We'll see. All right. We're on to our final drama that we're going to talk about. And that is Island. And the synopsis is it's set on Jeju Island. Three people fight against evil that is trying to destroy the world. Van, played by a very hot Kim Nangil, was raised to protect the world against evil. And he's like hundreds of years old, possibly immortal. We don't know at this point. Uh, he trained to become a weapon and he now fights against evil and kills victims who are possessed by lust demons. He doesn't show emotions for his actions, but within his mind, he feels guilt. And then we have Wan Mi Ho, played by Idahi from a family that runs a large company she causes big trouble and is sent to jeju island where she's working as a teacher and she then gets involved in a case related to ghosts or demons uh johan played by chonun Wu, is a catholic priest and he performs exorcisms and is very hot while doing it and his noble goal is to protect life and purify evil and then we have gung tan also hot played by Sung Joon and Van, where he and Van were raised to defeat evil, 
But due to an incident, Gung Tong goes up against Van. All right. <laughs> well, it, it kind of more or less says what's going on. They're all hot. Right. So I think the original synopsis is just that first pair, that first sentence oh. set up set on JGU Island. Three people fight against evil that is trying to destroy the world. <laughs> it's like, uh, well, what now do you we have more details. Oh, no. I feel like we needed more detail to really let people know of why they would want here. I'm going to, before anything, I'm going to tell you if you have not already started this drama, wait. Yeah. Just wait. Wait until the second half comes out. <laughs> it comes, I believe it comes out February 25th. So you won't have long by the time this episode airs. I think you have what, two weeks, three weeks? Yeah. yeah. Just wait. Yeah. You'll be happier. So yeah. what do we like about this drama? So to be fair to this drama, we had we we did a recap on it. We gave our opinions. We're gonna try. <laughs> Try not to be too negative um, about it, but I mean, we'll, we'll see the positives and we'll see the negatives. So it will be fair. But um, what do we like about this drama? Um, the people are attractive. No, just <laughs> well, there is that. <laughs> no, I would say that the premise and the fight scenes Johan's story, can we do a, just a whole drama, just him, about him and his his priestly exorcisms all over on the side that have nothing to do with anything else, <laughs> where he slowly finds stuff like, from his past I've that he needs to find. I've never seen such a sensual <laughs> priest exorcist situation as we get. <laughs> So oh, those who have listened to the podcast for a long time know that Chan Wu, um, he's pretty, he's went, very pretty, but he's not always been our favorite. He, ha well, again, it's another one of those situations where I am always willing to say he's put in the time he's done his, his homework and he's grown as an actor. And I feel like there was several scenes in this drama. Yes. He's allowed to smile. That's the. So the rookie historian was another drama I really liked him in. And it was a similar character where he gets to be cheeky. He gets to be silly. He gets to smile a lot. And he gets to use his body to express his emotions. That's the best type of roles for him. If he has to be stoic, Vaughn, who is Kim Nam Gil, nails it. You can know what he's thinking, although I really wish they would let him do more than just brood. I just want him to be more than brooding and moping right yes right but even in his brooding and moping you can still tell there is a lot going on in there he is struggling with his emotions and you can see it in in every scene that he's in you know that he's struggling you're not sure exactly what he's struggling with sometimes but you know because <laughs> he doesn't get to talk very often but he is struggling but i would say there were several scenes where chan wu was able to really without being without like a ton of facial expressions with his eyes and everything express a lot of deeper emotions than I've seen him. And he was the light to me of this, of this show, the first six episodes. I really liked his character. I liked his acting and I liked his story arc. I felt like the priest exorcisms and then the demons and all that stuff. It almost felt like it was a little bit like 
it does match. They do go together. The story does go together and he's not out there separate, but I, I felt like some of the things, um, could have been a different, <laughs> a different drama. I don't know. I don't know. What I liked about it was definitely his story arc, his, the things that come up for him and, and all of that. I really liked him. I 100% agree. Like, especially the second half, his story development was by far the most interesting thing. Um, I really, really loved, especially the last two episodes with him, It like five and six, mm-hmm. really solid storytelling. You got great, great character development. He did an amazing job. Like, I just was... Like I was talking earlier how you emotionally connect with a character and you feel just horrible for him. Mm-hmm. I felt horrible for this character. Like yeah, he went through some truly traumatic trauma and situations and kept going and doing what is right. And it was so good and could not be happier to see him on my screen. Yeah. So. And he looks really attractive at all times, whether he's (laughs) as a priest or not a priest or in his non-priest garb. I guess he's always a priest, but he's always really appreciating the uh, levity he's brought to the the show. Mm Because otherwise, I'd be like, oh, my word, someone just be happy, do something. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, So the negatives, I would say... Probably the biggest negative for me is at this point, Idahi's character and Kim Nam Gil's character have very little character development. I think that's going to change probably in part two, mm-hmm. uh, just judging from the the previews. I think that we'll get a lot more movement in the second half. Um, but as of right now, again, they're both doing a very good job on what they're given to do, but pretty much just it's the damsel and the brooding hero is all they're being allowed to do. So I hope we get more. Yeah. Now he shows up when he's needed. He saves her and he broods. Um, he broods. <laughs> and then she, I, I, I did really enjoy how much she was allowed to run around and scream in the first like little bit, like they gave her some really great act, like her car chase scene and stuff that she did and everything, which is great in the first two episodes. And then for the rest, I was like, is this just all like she's going to do? Like she's off in the, her own little world doing the the stuff and then she just keeps getting attacked and she keeps having to you know be saved and and run around and like she's not privy to like she knows she's being chased by lust demons i mean you can't deny like they're eating people's brains so <laughs> at least she knows something's going on but, but she doesn't question it <laughs> she doesn't nuts she doesn't know exactly like who she is what her purpose is and with you know we're trying not to be too spoilery and all this stuff, but like, I just, I just want, and I looking at the previews and that's why I said, watch them together because looking at the previews, I feel like all of my complaints that I'm having right now about her character will be resolved in the second half. So, and it, it really, it was only six episodes. So it, I'm probably being unfair to the show, expecting her to have done all these things, but because it's split into two seasons, you know, it kind of made me want more for her. 
and for uh, Kim Nungil's character. I just wanted more for them. So that those are the negatives. And what mood would this drama satisfy? I don't know. Like if you uh, want action, I think right. this is the most action based out of our three options. And they do have really, especially when um, there's some really like uh, uh, the music, like heavy metal, like he gets his own theme song and it's a, a tiny bit cheesy in the first episodes or so. But my, some of my favorite scenes were with him and uh, Johan against each other or fighting with each like fighting against other things with each other. They did, they had some really good scenes. And I feel like with the break, hopefully the time frame of being able to continue on with the CGI at the same level and all of that will be there. And we'll get more of that in the second half. But there was some really great action stuff. And I think that that will be satisfied like that. If you're in the mood for not, you know, just kind of watching a great action movie, this is going to satisfy. And especially if you can binge all six episodes that, you know, in a short period of time, it's, it's going to fit the bill for that. If you're wanting an action movie. Yeah. So if we could choose just one drama to watch and have everyone watch with us, which one would you watch? The forbidden marriage is what I would choose. I think Crash Course in Romance for me because it's been so long since there's been a good rom-com and I think this would be the most wide get the widest audience. Yeah. So, I do agree with that. We want something serious, which drama would you choose? Probably Island. I feel like yeah, it has the most serious themes. Agree. <laughs> so if you want cute and quirky which drama would you choose <laughs> uh, we're just agreeing forbidden marriage <laughs> yes yes forbidden marriage is definitely the cute and quirky one and if you want romance which drama would you choose <laughs> i would say this one is actually tied depending uh -huh. on which way you want to go between crash course and forbidden marriage yeah because yeah, I, I think both of them have about equal amounts romance so far. I I would say forbidden marriage. That's the only reason you're going to be watching it. It's fun and quirky, but like if you're not wanting, if you're wanting like all of the court stuff or any of the other stuff, even more serious, anything, it, no, you're watching that one for the romance. Yeah. Whereas I think that crash course will definitely be focused on the romance, but I think there's room for a lot of other good character stories in that one too. So yeah very true yeah all right and on that note thanks for joining us we'd love to hear your thoughts about this episode you can reach us on twitter facebook or through our patreon page the links are in the show notes we love blogging about asian dramas but behind the scenes we have so much more to say and we want to share it with you and talking is so much faster than typing 